0: Hello and welcome to Inside the Artist Studio. My name is Sean Davis Newton, joining you once again from the Cups and Cakes Network. I'm excited to share an interview that I did in the uh, back alley outside of my favorite Edmonton venue, the Aviary, with uh, Samantha Savage-Smith, who played... An excellent show there, I believe, on the 27th or the 28th of May with uh, the Bobby Tenderloin universe, who do provide a little bit of sound-checking background noise throughout the uh, interview. Uh, Samantha talks about her brilliant new record, Fake Nice, how uh, taking some time away from music uh, inspired her to start having fun again, making, uh, making songs and recording them. Uh, We talk about avoiding uh, any uh, slight implication of corniness in lyrics, and uh, hit up some good stuff in the rapid fire, too. We talk about eating good host iced tea powder by the spoonful. We talk about uh, good nicknames for cars, and uh, the appeal of of a two-band bill. Of course, uh, there's actually lots of foul language in this episode, so uh, listener beware. And, of course, you can find other episodes of this podcast, as well as other audio, video, and written content, over on the Cups and Cakes Network website. That's cupsandcakespod.com. One more for everybody in the back. That's cups, the letter N, cakespod.com. Here's Samantha Savage-Smith.
1: Yes, I'm Samantha Savage-Smith. I come from Calgary. (laughs)
0: <laughs> Excellent. Well, uh, yeah, thanks so much for, for doing the interview. We're outside the back of the aviary. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can probably hear Bobby Tenderloin Universe uh, sound checking throughout this. Yeah. Uh, which I'm really, really pumped to see that show tonight. So. Me too. Uh, <laughs> perfect. Well, uh, yeah, without any further ado, we'll uh, we'll jump right into the rapid fire. Let's do it. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Is there a specialty dish that you cook or bake that uh, people associate with you?
1: Uh, I actually... Uh, <laughs> I make, a, what I call a healthy shepherd's pie.
0: <laughs> okay. What's in a healthy shepherd's pie?
1: Well, it's, uh, you know, I, I, if it's vegetarian, I do like, you know, like walnuts and mushrooms and veggie, like I'll make, get veggie ground or if it's with meat, it'd be with turkey. And then instead of mashed potatoes, I do cauliflower mash. Okay. And I put a ton of veggies in it. Yeah, yeah. But I make it all from scratch, and it, it's very good.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, within about two seconds, we got it. Oh, is he turning around? We might have a car here. He's turning around. So
1: you're like, car, game on.
0: Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what a considerate guy. Just <laughs> avoiding us. Uh, do you prefer tea or coffee? Coffee. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody ever says tea. <laughs> I mean
1: ice I will say it so coffee for a hot drink. Yeah. Iced tea, so even like just regular brewed tea. I like that's my drink like yeah, I yeah. I crush I've been crushing iced tea since I was a kid like I can't get enough of it
0: you you make like ice and proper like iced tea make
1: proper iced tea I like that sugary Arizona stuff <laughs> like just any kind of iced tea I'm yeah, all yeah. over it yeah I have
0: <laughs> such a like strong childhood association with the good host iced tea <gasps> like the powder
1: yes, I used to eat it like from the spoon <laughs> yeah, I was like I'm like, like, <laughs> mouthful of like powder and it gets like all stuck to you inside of your teeth. Yeah. And then your tongue is just raw from eating, like, (laughs) sugar and (laughs) citric acid. It's
2: good stuff. (laughs) Yeah, good stuff.
0: Uh, What's the weirdest job you've ever had?
1: (laughs) The weirdest job I ever had, I think, was um, when I lived out in Victoria, I couldn't get a job. And I just kept taking these random contract jobs off of Kijiji. And I was uh, briefly uh, a Kino girl. Mm -hmm. Do you know what keynote? is? No, I don't. (laughs) So you'll probably like see it more more so in like old timer bars. I honestly don't know even if it exists anymore, but this would have been like 12 years ago, maybe more. Oh God, no, more. (laughs) Um, But basically we go to these like old timer bars around the island and I like (laughs) made a team of girls and we'd wear kino t-shirts and it was like also OCC Choppers. Do you (laughs) remember that? Like it was a reality show about motorbikes and these like biker dudes. Yeah. And there was like... So we come with this huge cutout of the OCC choppers, dude, and like get our microphones, and we're like Keno, <laughs> and then we're just like showing like old folks how to play Keno if they aren't yeah, yeah. already and just like we're just trying to get people to play Keno. It's like it was just kind of <laughs> like electronic bingo, really. Yeah.
2: yeah.
0: <laughs> how, how did you How did you land that job?
1: Kijiji. <laughs> <laughs> and at the time, I was getting I was team leader, so I was getting fourteen bucks an hour. Damn. I was getting paid the
0: most. <laughs> What's the first car you ever owned?
1: Uh, the, um, the first car I ever owned was um, my Silver Bullet, which was my gray Dodge Caravan that I bought for my first tour, like yeah. three days before I had to leave for a six-week tour. Yeah. And uh, I didn't even have a driver's license. <laughs> uh, so I do now, so I can tell this story, but I drove it illegally. <laughs> for I probably drove my van illegally for three years until I actually got my driver's <laughs> license old sneaky i know pretty bad i mean i was uh i was a strong driver but i just <laughs> never had a license <laughs>
0: What's uh what goes into like a good nickname for a car? Because I heard silver bullet. Yeah, it
1: started silver bullet. We also had another name for it, which I was fond of. It was like we had a sign, uh, the front dashboard. And we called it Jefferson Jarship, so we just swapped <laughs> swapped the letter of a Jefferson Starship record and cut it out, and it was just Jefferson yeah. Jarship.
2: Oh, perfect. So
1: yeah, I mean, it just so it just it randomly comes up.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you were to book. Uh, book a show like three bands at your favorite club mm-hmm. uh what's uh, what kind of bands did you put on that bill oh jeez i don't well you're looking at one <laughs> 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 um honestly i don't know
1: like i think you know as time has passed and i find it like and it, if i do have control over booking the bill like i do even just like to put on shows like not for myself and just book yeah, shows yeah. in weird places but i mean i even did this with my release in calgary it's like i actually really like to make things as like eclectic and weird as possible like yeah like i had like hip-hop and i had a drag queen and like yeah. and it was just like all over the map and it was i was just like, like it's a variety show because yeah, i yeah. i've realized i either like Two band bills,
2: yeah, <laughs>
1: which nobody will ever do. But I, it oh, is. Oh, it's the best. It's though. the best. <laughs> it's it's so, so great as a showgoer and even as a the a play a show player. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like the perfect <laughs> amount of music you need in a night. Yeah. And if it's not that, I really like when things are just. You know, I know the idea is to try and like book within like the same sort of realm or genre, yeah. like the same vibe. But for me, I really like it when it's just all like a hodgepodge because it's like it like it's just like you're going to see opening band the like, one band you know and other bands so yeah it's like you just want to be able to experience as much as stuff even if it's outside of your wheelhouse you know I it's felt- like I'm playing with Bobby Tenderloin tonight yeah yeah that's full-on country and it's awesome <laughs> I'm not country not even remotely <laughs> but it's great
2: yeah <laughs> so. yeah
0: I, I feel like that's a particularly uh strong trend in like Western Canada, mm-hmm. just because there's not the same density of bands that kind of sound similar. Mm. And so you end up with, it's like, yeah, there's going to be a punk band and there's going to be something kind of folky and yeah. then maybe some spoken word stuff. Yeah,
2: who knows? Just
0: because it's like, yeah, they're around and yeah. it'll fill up a venue and great. <laughs> yeah. And that's the thing though, too. It's like really ultimately when
1: you're a smaller band too, it's like you play shows to your friends. Yeah. And then when you start playing shows to complete strangers, you're like, "This is a good sign." <laughs> I haven't seen a single one of my friends see yeah, tonight. Yeah. <laughs> strangers are coming to watch me. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, I got
0: it. <laughs> is there a social media account that you like to follow that brings you some joy when you uh, scroll past it?
1: <laughs> I mean, I actually deleted my entire over the pandemic. I just had a moment where I deleted everyone i followed on instagram <laughs> yeah because yeah. i was like i couldn't delete it because i'm just like right I'm, yeah. like, handcuffed to the stupid social media but <laughs> but i was like well if i have no if i'm not following anyone i won't look at it yeah but i still followed the dodo i just like <laughs> look for inspirational videos of people saving animals or animals yeah, saving yeah. other animals and yeah you know and Cats and dogs cuddle and yeah. all that kind of stuff. So yeah, I'd say the dodo is up yeah. there. I also like those, um, it's KLM productions oh, yeah. where they do oh, the yeah. voiceovers, like the talking animals, and then they're always like, ye- yelling at each other <laughs> and slapping, <laughs> and it's great. Yeah, so that's, yeah,
0: it's a good workaround actually to the uh, the social media problem. Just because, like, <laughs> if you're in a band, you like you kind of have to to some extent.
1: Mm. You have to. But the dream uh, is like. <laughs> If I can just like get a, a robot an avatar, <laughs> and they could post for me and do all the work.
0: Yeah, like ideally, again, you run like a you know some kind of bot just takes all the posts you've put out before, and then yeah. every once in a while just spews something out that's like,
1: like, oh, here you go. Check out music <laughs> by me. I make a music.
0: <laughs> DM, <laughs> DM for more followers. <laughs> Uh, do you prefer sports, board games, or video games? Board games. Okay, what uh, what kind of board games are you into?
1: Oh, all of them. I get. I mean, <laughs> any game. I love playing games. Yeah. Uh, like you know, you got the classics like Scrabble and yeah, yeah. Boggle. I love playing Trivial Pursuit. I love playing like um, like I love to play poker. Oh yeah. Like yeah. I don't know, just anything. Card games, board games, like yeah, yeah. Um. Like, there's that uh, game that's a really fun party game, like Code Names. Oh, yeah. That's a really good one. I also really like even just party games. Uh, Marlena Moore, Edmonton. Yeah. Introduced me to this amazing party game. I think it's called Celebrities.
0: Okay, I don't know that one. It's
1: it's so fun. And you basically just die of laughter for a good (laughs) hour, hour and a half. Yeah, yeah. It's great.
0: (laughs) Uh, Do you have a hobby or a pastime that you surprised yourself by getting into?
1: hobby or a pastime that I surprised myself getting into?
0: Um, (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Um, It's funny. People always struggle with that one. But eventually, something kind of good always comes out.
1: I guess. I don't know. I mean, I am an extremely, uh, especially since the pandemic hit. Yeah. I really got back into it. I'm a, a, a devoted swimmer
0: okay cool
1: so i don't know it's like i guess it's kind of sporty i don't know if that's a <laughs> hobby but like i used to be a competitive swimmer yeah when i was younger and i was on swim team and it's always just been like the one thing i could do and like exercise i'm like oh hell yeah but like <laughs> i could just be in water for hours and hours like you have to like yeah. drink i, I don't want to leave when i get in like but yeah i just do laps i like crush crush a few laps yeah and then i do some like belly up floating for (laughs) therapeutic
2: reasons.
0: It's funny. I think when I like moved to Edmonton and started, I like, I grew up in a small town and started, Mm -hmm. you know, being part of the music scene here. I was just like shocked and appalled that anyone who played music, like watched hockey. It was like, what the? this doesn't make sense. And so to some extent, yeah, you know, any sport is like,
2: what? You're
1: like, really? Well, that's the thing. Like, you know, I was like a sporty kid. Like I yeah, was yeah. Like, I played soccer, I was basketball, I was a swimmer, I speed I was a speed skater. Yeah. And then I hit like grade ten and I was like, oh, I just wanna be brooding and I wanna make art and I just wanna <laughs> listen to like sad sad music. Yeah, yeah. And then that's like when I started smoking weed and <laughs> and uh, it's all downhill from there. <laughs> Sorry mom.
0: <laughs> uh, we got uh, two rapid fire questions left Ooh. is there a uh, album that spurred your love of music
1: an album that spurred my love of music holy okay that's a loaded one <laughs> um, I would say it's like but it's in in. Uh, I've gone through stages like the album which isn't really an album unfortunately it's a compilation okay but it was my mom's CD and it uh, spurred my love of or my urge to sing, yeah, was from a Verve Records okay compilation of like jazz between 1945 and 1956 or something like yeah, that. yeah. like those like year like they do those compilations over like a decade yeah yeah, so it was like a two disc set. And I loved it. I don't know what it was. I was just like ten, eleven years old, and yeah, I just got yeah. really into jazz. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> I wanted to be a jazz singer. And I was like, Mom, I want to go take. I want to go vocal lessons. I want to. Yeah, yeah. I want to sing jazz. And like, <laughs> I just sang jazz music for like the good yeah, yeah. part of it. And then it was until like, you know, and there's like formative moments, like when I was, you know, I I, I kind of was proud of myself. I was like, oh, man, I actually didn't have too terrible of taste for a young person, like. <laughs> I did like the Spice Girls, but I hated yep. boy bands. So you know, it's like across <laughs> Backstreet Boys were not in my picture. I yeah, them. yeah. But like you know, my brother who's four years older. He had like dated this really cool girl down the block named Carino. and yeah. she's like, I thought she was just like the cool. It was the '90s, and she was just <laughs> so cool. Like she was so yeah, cool. Yeah. And one day she gifted me the first Fiona Apple album, like title. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, this is amazing so it was like there's like those moments where like they open my world you know yeah yeah and then you just kind of keep going down that path so i can't really officially (laughs) say like those are moments yeah yeah. it's like it still happens like i still (laughs) listen to albums and it's like it breaks my mind for like a week and then
0: (laughs) i I always get just really excited when anybody brings up fiona apple (laughs) just uh (laughs) Yeah, and it wasn't for me until very recently. Like, I was a big John Bryan fan. Oh,
1: my God. You got to talk to Dad.
0: Yeah.
1: Oh, God. (laughs) He's like, he is obsessed with him. Oh, it's
0: just like the most musical just, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, You've heard it all, I'm sure. I've heard quite a bit. Um, (laughs) But, uh, yeah, found all the Fiona Apple stuff via that. And, Ah. oh, my God. It's just the greatest.
1: It's so, oh, man. It's just like, it's always such a trip. Like, yeah. Yeah. She's a very interesting person and musician. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. The the production and stuff is so
0: cool. Yeah, for them, sure. Yeah. Uh, very last one then. Are there any uh, new or up and coming uh, bands and artists you want to shout out or that new you've been a fan of? New and up
1: and coming. Oh heck yeah. Um, um, <laughs> okay, so I'm really in love and with this. Uh, she doesn't necessarily even like to consider herself, like, a hip-hop artist, necessarily, because she, but she's an amazing, like, she's married, she's really good, like, some yeah, yeah. trap, hip-hop. She's based out of Calgary. I think she was from Edmonton at some point, but
2: okay.
1: uh, her name, her stage name is T-Fanny. Okay. So, uh, it, like, a lot of people are like, t Because it's, but it's T-Fanny. She's really cool. She's a cool person, and her, her stuff's awesome. Like, she's yeah, great. Yeah, um, there is another really fun... You've probably heard of them. Fun band, Sun Glaciers. Oh, yeah. yeah. Of course, yeah. They're they're just hot in the heels of a new record. <laughs> and a person who's been in the music scene for a really long time released a record, I think, probably 12, 13, 15 years ago. I, a long time. Yeah. Uh, since they are they play in, like, Ghost Keeper. They play in Chad Van Gillen's band. They've done oh, so yeah. many different things, but it's Ryan Bourne. Okay. And he's releasing... His new album that was record, some of it was recorded in our studio, so I have the privilege of knowing Ah, the album. Yeah, yeah. Uh, But it's coming out, I think, in the fall, and I would say it is a, it's a sonic journey. (laughs) It is so good, and he's just such a good songwriter, but beautiful voice, and and he's just like a trippy hippie too. So it's like you just. Get those headphones on and smoke a joint if that's what you like. Yeah, or yeah. Or have a cup of tea uh, if, <laughs> if you don't like it. And yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, just dig in. So I just keep an eye out for it. I promise you, you're going to be very stoked yeah, to yeah. this.
0: <laughs> well, uh, let's, uh, let's kind of dive on into the, the B side of the old conversation <laughs> <Okay>. here. <laughs> uh, You've got a new record out, which is called Fake Nice. I do. Uh, came out, I believe, at the end of April? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, I mean, as much as COVID is not finished, it, uh, we're in the kind of second end stage of things. Yeah, yeah. Did that start as kind of like a pandemic era project, or did had you kind of started work pre- I already
1: started working on it beforehand. Gotcha. Um, for me, like, honestly, like, after my last record, and, like, full disclosure, I wasn't even entirely sure if I was ever going to make another record again. Yeah, um, yeah, I was, like, just didn't... I wasn't really into it anymore. Like, being a a frontman songwriter, like... Right, yeah. I was happy to play in other people's bands and yeah, got to tour in other projects and still was able to ha- keep that part of it in my life, which I yeah. like, and I like playing. But, yeah, and then... um. Yeah, I went on some medication and then I just like unleashed the beast and then <laughs> um, I started writing these songs and it's like, you know, I'm like, I wouldn't say I'm the most prolific songwriter. Like I kind of write something and I just will work on it for a really long time or yeah, just yeah. put it down and then come back to it. But because the studio just started just randomly demoing stuff and getting, working out ideas. Right, then, yeah. Yeah, and then I was like, hey, maybe, maybe we should make a record. <laughs> <laughs>
0: What's uh what do you think it was that both kind of got you into that kind of funk of not being sure if you wanted to make another thing and then what do you think got you like out of that um
1: I think honestly, well I mean at first it was just I just wasn't really having fun anymore like it wasn't yeah I didn't find i just didn't find any joy in doing it, and I was really really insecure and just i didn't you know didn't enjoy being on stage i didn't all the things you're supposed to get kicks out of like you have to you have to have a, a huge love for so many components of being yeah, a musician yeah. in order to do it. <laughs> so I think just for a lot of a multiple um uh multiple reasons I just I had to step back. Like I was right. like I had like a, f- a nervous breakdown to be totally frank and I was like yeah. no, thank you. This isn't worth the stress. Yeah. And then um yeah, and it was just like time and space and playing in other bands and then again like you know, being undiagnosed for many years and then going right. on proper medication, it like, you know, it it, it clears the air. The fog is gone, yeah, and then yeah. it just like, you know, started as like, yeah, I'm writing songs. Hey, it's fun to demo these songs. No big deal. Well, yeah, I'm dicking around in the basement and playing weird keyboard parts and getting my friends to come over and play sax. Whatever. Yeah, yeah, and then. And then just sort of came to, like came into fruition from there. and then I, yeah, and I think just just having time and space and going back into it and like asserting to myself that, right. I have to be having fun when I get up on stage, stop giving so many shits and just do the <laughs> thing and enjoy yourself, because yeah, like, yeah. if I'm not like, finding it the joy in doing it, then I'm not going to do it anymore. So that's my rule. Yeah, still having fun, so I'm ha- happy to be doing it.
0: It's <laughs> it's funny, yeah. I, I don't think that there is anything uh, that is quite as difficult in terms of a mindset to get around as like if you take something really seriously, it stops being fun really fast. Yeah. And I feel and it's
1: like also like very transparent to the yeah, audience. Like yeah, when you I've seen I'm not naming any names, but I've seen bands that take themselves way too seriously, and it's like, <laughs> oh come on, dude! It's like yeah, we're not like not reinventing the wheel here it's just like yeah <laughs> we're not
0: changing the world <laughs> like I, we're helping
1: <laughs> we're like making nice things but it's
0: like <laughs> i know i've got a it's like my own personal how do i know i'm not going to enjoy a show uh-huh. And it's when somebody gets up on stage at a venue like the Aviary. You know, mm-hmm. In like a small room, people are here to support the bands. Mm-hmm. And they'll start the show by going like,
2: Hello, Edmonton! Oh, shit. Like,
1: okay. Oh, I was going to f- do that tonight, though. <laughs> <laughs> do yeah. you know that's my my shit? Get
0: the arena <laughs> verb on the mix. Oh,
2: yeah. we <laughs> it <I never>
0: <laughs> We love you! <laughs> <laughs> There's this great... Uh, uh, it's like an hour-long video on YouTube of Paul Stanley from KISS mm-hmm. just shouting out the names of different cities. <laughs> and it just starts with,
2: Toronto!
0: <laughs> and just, uh, oh, man. Yeah, listen to that when you're feeling bummed out. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's good stuff. <laughs> um, I, I think, too, there, like, there's kind of unique pressure to being a songwriter where you're like that the band quote unquote is just like under your name mm-hmm. right um I guess I guess yeah do you feel any any difficulty with that being the way that this is set up for you or is that has that been challenging at all um
1: I mean it I mean I've had like I've always had a like since I released the first record I've always had a band and it's right. changed in different players and I've cycled through different people and you know it is just part of what it is yeah um but i mean i i really especially love the group i'm playing with now like we did this you know just being on tour with them in the uk and like kind of just going back at this like hard again like being like completely yeah yeah just like just a curmudgeon that stayed at home (laughs) all the time and like never wants to leave my house ever but like yeah no and but i was saying to them i was like you know just like sentimental moment it's like you know when i'm on stage with you it's like at this point i have i, I think the first time in my life i've ever really felt like a full I, like it's a trust fall you know it's like right yeah i could stop playing guitar and you guys are just gonna take it away baby yeah, like yeah. whatever i, I if <laughs> i wanted i could do what i can go get a coffee or a <laughs> beer and like bring my microphone and keep singing and be like yeah, I'll, I'll get another pint yeah. ah,
2: i'll do
1: it <laughs> no, no i mean it's just like I think that's sometimes the challenging part because it's like, you know, and especially with this record, like I had a ton of agency over it. Like all right, the parts yeah. was like me and Dad. like, we played or came up with the parts and then, you know, we get like Monty or Nate, like these yeah. sick musicians to like actually play it well. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying I'm an amazing guitar player by any stretch, I'm okay, <laughs> but um you know, I could pull some things off, but uh, yeah, yeah. but I mean all in all like i I have a lot of like extra credits on it like did my have my first drum credit on the record
0: oh okay, yeah, yeah,
1: bass synthesizers, you name it, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I would so this one is just like I have just deep involvement in every part of the process yeah, yeah. of making this, so. It really does feel like my own, but because I have that ownership, um, I feel like I've been able to really dictate exactly what I want from the people backing for the music. Yeah. But, I mean, there's such a great stellar crew of people, so I don't know. It's like... I I've, I liked I can play a solo set, but it's way more fun to hear all yeah, the yeah. parts you like slave over in the studio, <laughs> and try to yeah. get the right sound for. For sure, yeah. It's like yeah, uh, you know, you play by yourself and you're kind of missing all that. I was like, oh, where's that twinkly synth part? Where's yeah, that yeah. cheesy, smoky <laughs> Kenny G <laughs> saxophone part? Yeah, you get yeah. To win, you know. Like, <laughs> but I don't know. It's just and it's also just you know, it's comforting.
0: They're good people. Yeah. Yeah, I too like the production on the whole record is just so awesome. <laughs> it's you, yeah. really really cool. <laughs> We've um, hard on it. Yeah. <laughs> is, I was going to say is that stuff that you like do you like getting really deep in on kind of production details? Like do you enjoy like home recording stuff? Is yeah. that Okay. I do. <laughs> okay.
1: I mean, I'm uh, not like super savvy with like pro tools or anything. Like that that's where Dadge came in, but it's like Right. him and I, you know, just sit around and do the bed tracks and then we did some of it on a task 388 so okay. some of the tracks yeah, were yeah. done like on tape and then we'd bounce them and then do like overdubs digitally with other things so a lot gotcha. of drums bass that sort of stuff was recorded on a Tascam, and then yeah yeah so it's like a, a it's a, a it's like a a meeting of like digital and analog on yeah, the record yeah. and then um but then also to like I'm not I'm just not very computer savvy so like even my iPhone I don't even know everyone's like why do you have so many apps like on every page and (laughs) I was like I don't know how to make a folder (laughs) like I've only had one of these for 10 years but whatever was like I still don't care but um yeah but I mean just like you know when you get start getting songs like I think the most thrilling part is like when you get the adrenaline rush is when you start like fiddling around in a keyboard or your guitar and you come up with like a riff or like something you're like
2: oh yeah
1: (laughs) (laughs) that's the best part (laughs) yeah yeah um i have like maybe short attention span so i need to like pace (laughs) around like i was really stoked to be doing it at my house this time because i like you know if like monty and dad were like figuring out a bass part like, like like or just like you know punching in on stuff I'd be like, like just like boring <laughs> and shifty, so I go up and like make a Caesars or something, yeah, or like, yeah. you guys want some grilled cheeses? Like I always had to be <laughs> doing something. Like I get like pretty fidgety, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> So that was ideal too, and I got to be in like my house coat and slippers for most of the time. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it was good. It's yeah, fun. Big plus. Yeah, and yeah.
1: like you know, you don't have this stress of like being in a studio every day where it's like. You have to work be like, oh, my God, is this is costing me $500 to get this done in eight hours where it was like. Yeah, yeah. We literally like we booked off a bit of time, but it was like you would wake up or, you know, finish work, you work on some something else. So it was like yeah, yeah. it was paced in a very Sam way. It was just like <laughs> no pressure. Let's yeah,
0: do it yeah. slowly. <laughs> How long have you been working with the uh, we keep just saying dadge, but Chris dadge. Oh, Chris um. dadge.
1: <laughs> 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 It's funny too. I can't say it's okay, so I've been dating this guy for ten plus <laughs> years now and I can't call him Chris. I call him Dadge and everyone sometimes think I, I call him Dad and I'm like, no, no, it's Dadge. No, no. That's no, like, no 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 <laughs> no no no, <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> it ain't like that, it ain't like that. <laughs> but uh so but I can't say Chris because even though I know other Chris's and I call him Chris, but it's like we both make fun of it because I don't know if you've ever seen brain candy. Oh Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's like like, Bruce McCallum, and they're like in like the, the lab, and his character he's like the lab lady. And yeah, yeah. He's like, Chris. I thought you said the drug was ready, Chris. <laughs> so like every time I say Chris, I just immediately go Chris. So it just doesn't work. It doesn't yeah, work. Yeah. But yeah, he's he's great. <laughs> he's a good musician, good drummer, yeah, yeah. good engineer, good producer. Yeah, yeah. It's
0: good stuff. <laughs> how, how far back did these songs go then in terms of like when you started writing? Right,
1: writing these tunes? Yeah, yeah. Um, I guess I started writing the songs in like some, I guess like 2018. Okay, yeah. To maybe start like some in like one or two in 2017. that yeah. I just kind of like put around with. And then really like the bulk was like, yeah, 2018 into 2019. And that's when we recorded it was in 2019. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: How how does it feel? I know a lot of people had this experience during the pandemic of kind of having a record that was, like, mostly done and then kind of holding on to it. I assume there was some period of, of having oh, to yeah. sit on this.
1: Honestly, I could have released it in 2020, yeah, for yeah. sure. Uh, but, I mean, I spent – I mean, it's been seven years, so I'm like, well, <laughs> I've already wasted this much time. Like, whatever. <laughs> What's another – I don't know if it's going to be two years. Yeah, yeah. Twelve years. like. <laughs> I just—I mean, there's so much time and effort that's put into it. I wasn't any rush, and I was just like, I'd rather put this out when the timing's right, right? Yeah, do it proper. Like, you know, I—I've been out of it. I, you know, didn't just rebuilding what I initially started years ago, and just getting the momentum again. So it was like, eh, what's the difference?
0: (laughs) What What does that process then of like starting a song look like when, like, when you sit down? To, like write I like I don't even know if you sit down specifically to write but but what does mm. it look like when you start work on something
1: I almost never specifically sit down to write because okay. I will absolutely never come up with anything <laughs> um, all the songs generally come from dicking around yeah so it's sure. like if I'm at band practice even with anyone and I'll just like start playing something guitar while everyone's like chatting between songs and then I'll yeah, be like, yeah oh
2: that sounds cool
1: or like <laughs> yeah you're just like playing around the bass and that happens a lot like when I'm practicing other bands tunes and I'm like playing yeah, bass yeah. or guitar I'll end up getting distracted and start playing anything but their songs and then just start yeah. like coming up with <laughs> riffs and then sometimes too I'll just get like a melody singing in my head or singing it loud and I'll just do like a voice memo of like a, a little melody and then I'll sometimes just put the music to the melody first so it just depends yeah, yeah. really it fully depends
0: <laughs> yeah it's <laughs> It's funny I always shy away from the you know, talking about music and lyrics and when to <laughs> write <process>. which things. <laughs> yeah, do you uh do you find that lyrics come relatively quickly typically or do you kind of like write and edit and edit and edit and write and
1: it fully again it really depends <laughs> like there's some songs where I get really, sometimes really stuck. Like, I'll write, like, I think it's, like, a really yeah. tight verse or a good chorus, and I can't write the verses yeah. for the life of me. Like, I can't come up with any other for words. For sure, yeah, yeah. And I was like, can I just repeat
2: this whole
1: <laughs> song? <laughs> so I can get stuck there. Sometimes it's just, like, I did a lot more on this record, is that I actually wrote the songs, tracked them, did everything, and had no lyrics. I just had, a, okay. like, a hummy melody to them. Yeah, yeah. And I just slowly was writing out the lyrics as we were recording them so that was like the last thing on the list so i didn't even yeah. have lyrics ready when it was time to <laughs> so i'm like making up lyrics when i because i got i devo- i recorded the vocals at a different studio i did it with a different engineer i did it with okay. graham Lassard. so i went to his studio to do vocals just to mix things up a bit <laughs> but i literally had no lyrics <laughs> so i would just write things down yeah, yeah. Going
0: over. but it worked out <laughs> It, it's funny, I always find it really interesting. Like, I'm a big Wilco fan. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, Jeff Tweedy has his book called How to Write One Song. And mm-hmm. he breaks down this, like, really extensive process that he has where he's, like, going to go to the studio every day, going to write like this. I'll give myself time limits. And mm-hmm. and all of those things, for me, at least, writing music, it's just like, yeah, I I, I can't do that. Like, I no. I don't feel as if... Uh, having that intense of a process is great for me.
1: It's, it, I mean, sometimes some people have to do it that
2: way. Yeah, you know? yeah. And
1: people have like, you know, I have friends that like have to go on walks and like they go on walks and they just hum and write lyrics and they, yeah, pull, yeah. Like, two hour walks and they come back with a song, you know? Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> I mean, I just write, I have like fragments and I just like, Oh, these words sound nice together. Yeah, yeah. And then I'll like put it in my notes or scribble it down. And yeah. then it's like, you kind of build a theme on that, if anything. Right, like, right. I feel like half the time because I feel like such a cheese mo. Like, like <laughs> you know, the moment you start singing things about your feelings, it's like <laughs> you're like, God, is this corny? Like, are people gonna cringe when they hear this shit? <laughs> like, but no, I think it's. <laughs> but um, I <laughs> not like Chris Datch, for example, he hates lyrics. Yeah, he doesn't even know what any of my lyrics are i find that he, so
0: weird too That's, and he
1: just like he can't even listen to him like i could like sing him a song and be like what song is that and i was like i was like i don't know like that was the beatles like i don't know like was so something really obvious yeah like, yeah he's like oh those words huh i didn't know they had words in the song <laughs> he's just like so hyper fixated on like production yeah, playing yeah. that like lyrics are the last thing that matters to him yeah yeah i'm the opposite i really do like to pay attention to lyrics for sure but yeah but it's like oh, well, you kind of hope I would, but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. It's weird. It's a, it's like outside of making the music and singing, it is like even another layer layer of confessionalism, you know, yeah, like, yeah. and you're just like, you <laughs> like really putting it, putting it on yeah. the line here.
0: <laughs> I'm glad to hear someone else has the same kind of allergy to just like, if anything sounds like just the tiniest just a- bit corny, <laughs> yeah. it's like, fuck, I can't, I can't, I like, can't, can't sing I can't sing this.
2: Say- like, I
1: mean, I have, I still, there's. I had to convince myself to keep it. But there, I'm not even going to say what it <laughs> is, but there is a song in the record where I feel like there is just this line that I was like, this feels like like some shit I would write in high school. <laughs> <laughs> like this is yeah, like teenager yeah. lyrics right here. Yeah. But I'm not going to point it out because I'd like you to figure, if you ever, well, maybe you'll listen and be like, I think
0: I know which it's, one it is. <laughs> it's funny. It's so, it's so interesting too, because I feel like once you are a songwriter who's put out music, if you start to kind of out yourself like that about specific things, it inevitably happens that somebody's like, That was my favorite line. Yeah, right. And then and then they can never hear it like and then that again. Like, oh, they just said that was like their high school lyric. And it's like, fuck, I guess that is corny. Like, jeez, <laughs> like, I have no taste.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean I like I mean it's like and again, it is so like it's so subjective.
2: Right? Yeah, So yeah, absolutely.
1: I know. And it's like, and that's something like I've always been sort of, I'm a little better about now. I could be a little more direct about things just generally. Like, I think I'm, as a person, I've changed quite a bit. But yeah.
2: like,
1: um, but like, I've never really liked to, like, a lot of people are like, what does a song mean? What are the meanings? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it's like, you know what? Like, I know what it means. Yeah. But it doesn't matter what it means. Like, for sure. Yeah. I would rather you interpret it. And like, because it's like, when you hear a song, any of us, like and you just love that song and it like yeah. hits you and that's how we hold on to music. Like it hits you yeah, at that yeah. point in your life and you just listen to it on repeat. You're like just obsessed with it or an album or whatever the case. Like yeah. it like it it's a mo- it's a mark's a time in your life yeah, and your yeah. experience with that music. So it's like if I knew exactly what all the songs I'm in love with are about yeah I feel like well it didn't actually really apply to me <laughs> during that time like yeah, yeah I just made them what I needed them to be for myself right so yeah so I feel like just getting too deep into like me, like oh, this, is this, blah, 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 this is a story and <laughs> I was like no yeah no 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 no
0: <laughs> well I, I think too that's like that's be
1: a bit of mystery yeah <laughs>
0: I, I think there's like a, a young songwriter mistake there that I know I've definitely fallen victim to mm-hmm. where you write stuff and you like you want people to like get it like you want people to really like get it right. Really? Well, I don't
1: think I've ever had that. You know,
0: <laughs> for me, I, I I think maybe there's that. That's just the uh, kind of psychological. <laughs> See, thing I'm of like, like, like
1: I don't want you to get it, and I'm just like trying to disguise everything in like <laughs> check out this sick guitar riff. <laughs> oh, there's yeah. so many harmonies here. Like, don't listen to what I'm. You saying. You know, it's <laughs> funny.
0: I think maybe that's just my own thing about being like. You know, when, when you're like a smart kid, you want people to know that you're like a smart kid. Oh, see I it, was a stupid like... kid. So I was like <laughs> I was
1: just I was just trying to pretend I was smart. <laughs> I was just constantly kicked out of class. I'm happy yeah. I graduated. I still have nightmares. I'm still in high school.
0: Yeah, I get those every once in a while.
1: I'm like thirty. Like I'm thirty five now, but I'm like thirty yeah, yeah. and they're like how are you still in grade 12 and I'm like I can't get the credits <laughs> <laughs> and it's like how am I still in uh, this perpetual yeah. stress stream of being trapped at Cochrane High <laughs> 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 which is small town outside of Calgary if you don't know
0: <laughs> okay. uh well I'd say uh getting to near the end of things we normally pick a track to feature at the end of the episode like uh, any,
1: like from my, or like, yeah, from oh.
0: your record. Is oh. is there a is there a song that you would uh, want to play at the end of the show that uh, that you're really fond of? Oh jeez,
1: it changes every week. <laughs> um. Oh god,
0: hope you edited out this uh, pause. Here. Out of curiosity, do you listen back to your record pretty frequently? Oh hell yeah! Yeah yeah
1: i love it i think my <laughs> yeah. record's sick i'm sorry yeah. like i'm not yeah. trying to sound like it no no i mean i don't think i've ha- ever had that experience with either of my yeah. two albums before like there's a lot of coulda woulda shit I was like oh i would have done that differently I yeah, done. yeah i was like but um yeah it's <laughs> uh, but like the uh but this one i just i think because i was so involved with it and i just didn't let anything I didn't like f- slide. Like, yeah, yeah. I cut a lot of things There's songs that I'm making on. We redid songs if I didn't like how where it was going. So yeah, yeah. Um, but I think ultimately, like, uh, let's say, <laughs> let's say Siren. Okay. Because I'm actually really proud of the jams in it, and it gets like a really cool audience uh, reaction that I yeah, yeah. Also, never experienced with any of my music before, where people are just like super into it, and yeah, then it's yeah. like. You could just feel like an energy that comes from it and i never expected that like I yeah, was like, yeah. this is just a fun quirky tune <laughs> and then i was like oh i'm just gonna like pretend i'm freaking right carry at the end and just start making noises yeah, and yeah. singing high pitch
0: <laughs> do, you, do you do you test out material in front of audiences before you go in to record it uh
1: i, I mean i used to just like you know i'd write new songs and i'd right. want to play them yeah yeah know? so it wasn't really like I've worked that out, but I mean, this one was so, because I wasn't really playing, this one was so oh, right. like yeah. studio production based as the other, sure. sometimes the other songs were built in by like playing with a band and be like, I got a new song, let's make parts to it. Let's yeah, play yeah. it. I'm bored of the other ones, <laughs> you know, or is this, I just sat on these songs, like just obsessed over yeah, them, yeah. you know, like for years. Like yeah, And I listen to them now too, also just as like, reminder to not forget about certain parts and like right, certain yeah. like nuances of the song because when you do play it live so many times you can like easily like fa- go down a different rabbit hole right and something. yeah yeah so i i do like to listen back to it just as like a sort of a just a reminder of like just to put it back in place yeah, again yeah. you know
0: i feel like that is a real misconception just about the way that the arts are in general where it's like if y- if you make something it, it is like uh, hopefully at least, mostly for your own enjoyment. Yeah. And so it's like the you're most like, natural oh, thing to do yeah. is listen to it over and over <laughs> yeah. again. Yeah, it's
1: like you put so much of your time, your life, yeah, your, yeah. Music, your money, everything. <laughs> like, it's such a commitment. So like, you know, I think that's actually the cool thing about music because it never, like, you never have to let it go. It's so always yeah, yeah. where it's like, if you're an artist, you're a painter or something, someone buys your work, it's gone. <laughs> You just have, like, yeah, a photograph yeah. of it, but you never actually, like, see it ever again. Yeah, You know, yeah. like, where it's, like, the music, you're like, yeah, I, I always got the, I always got the
0: downloads. <laughs> it's just kind of, like, <laughs> in the world. Yeah, it's in the world,
1: point. but it's still always, and you're, like, I, you know, I have the test pressing.
0: Nobody yeah. Nobody yeah. else has the test pressing. <laughs> well, because it's interesting, like, the the original, like, the artifact, right, like, the the thing that is the thing that you created is, like, kind of ephemeral, right? Like Absolutely, yeah, yeah. You can't touch it. You can't really own it. It's, like...
1: Well, that's what I always say. I'm, like, I mean, it's kind of as cheesy as it sounds. I'm, like, you know, it's, like, that's what I was saying before. It's, like, yeah, it's for everybody. And, it like, it it, it holds different meaning to every other person. So it's, like, but I think that's what's so cool and mysterious about it. You know? It's, like, even you listen to, like, old classical tunes made in, like, 1672. (laughs) And you're, like... (laughs) You know, I'll listen to me, like, listen to Classical Station, like, hey, they wrote this about this river somewhere in the south of France, and I was like, yeah. this is about a river? <laughs> like, what? That river gave that dude some big-time emotions.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what was he going through? Yeah, yeah.
1: What was he on? I want it. <laughs> oh, oh,
0: yeah, by the way, sorry, what is this song about?
1: Um, <laughs> 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 um, it's about this river in the south of France. <laughs> big time emotions yeah, big
0: time. <laughs> uh perfect well we're gonna listen to a song called siren off of uh fake nice yeah and, i hope uh, i chose
1: wisely i was like oh should i have done that <laughs> one okay well, let's just go with that one let's yeah go. yeah listen the whole
0: record but that's the last song so if you listen the whole record oh yeah it's always good to have it's always good to play something in the back half because yeah. like people don't make it to the back half enough oh, man it's like uh, that siren i'm it's a banger. It could only be last. Yeah. There's yeah. no
1: other place on the record it could be. Absolutely. And that's the cool thing too. When you realize the song, you're like, this has to be the last song.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah. <laughs> <It's Perfect>. concise <laughs> Well, yeah, this is uh, siren from fake nice. Uh thanks to the Bobby Tenderloin uh Tenderloin <laughs> universe for the backing music. And uh yeah, thanks so much for sitting down.
1: Of course. This was fun. Good
2: chat. <laughs>
0: Nothing on my mind. Inside the Artist Studio is produced by Sean Davis Newton for the Cups and Cakes Network. The featured track Siren was played with permission from Samantha Savage Smith. Thanks to Laundry Week for the use of their song, Nothing on My Mind, from the Grimpy EP as our intro and outro music. Inside the Artist Studio is one of the many ways the Cups and Cakes Network highlights Canadian music. Visit our website cupsandcakespod.com to browse our audio, video, and written content. That's cups the letter N, cakespod.com. Thanks for listening.